Hello, today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things, food. I love food so much, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Active Dad Lifestyle. I am Alejandro and on this podcast we're going to be talking about family, fun, and fitness. I am also going to be documenting my journey on regaining my health and fitness along with talking with experts in the field to help us on that journey. Come and join me and let's work together on making our best life possible. Okay, since the new year started, I have been really fascinated in finding out what is the best approach for me to regain my health and fitness. So I think there's different aspects to it and... One of the big things that we're going to be talking about today is um, food, your nutrition, your lack for a better word, diet. Um, I think a lot of people think of the word diet and they think of, oh, I have to like cut out and not eat as much food or make a lot of concessions on what they're going to eat and that can be true depending on the diet that you follow but really diet is just what is your nutritional intake what are you eating at least that's my interpretation and um, when you are going on a diet doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to cut out everything and like not eat anything um, that would be fasting with eating and food and things like that, that diet part of regaining the health, I think it's a very important part. There's also exercise, of course, um, and that will help with um, a lot of things that will improve your health and improve the strength of your overall body. But one of the big things that I need to get under control for myself is the uh, being overweight, being obese. So I am um, kind of on the lower section of the obese spectrum, uh, measuring my BMI. And um, one interesting thing that I found out through my research is, and I've actually uh, experienced it myself by tracking calories burned and things like that, is that when you exercise for fitness, it is a good thing for your health, but it's not necessarily going to make that much of an impact on your actual um, weight loss. Because when you do extra exercise like that, you might burn an extra two to 400 um, calories depending on how long and how hard you're pushing for. But what studies have found is that when you are in that... Um, intense range of exercise, your body actually compensates for that when you are not exercising and you end up decreasing your amount of effort that you're doing. So you might not be walking as much, you might be sitting down more, you might be doing a lot of things subconsciously that actually kind of take away all that extra benefit of calorie burn. The third element that I've found that um, affects health and fitness is your mental well-being, uh, specifically stress. So the lower you can bring your stress level, the more um, 
healthy you will be overall physically. So it's not just like your mental health where that stress affects you, but you start getting weight, you start getting other medical issues as well. So um, those are the three kind of main pillars that I have found so far that are really affecting health and fitness. Um, like I said, today I want to focus on uh, food and nutrition and diet, some things that I've been trying since the new year and kind of what I've found out so far and uh, what I am planning to do from here on forward. Okay, so right after, or actually I started right before the new year, um, I did a prolonged fast, which was only me drinking water and um, seeing how that affected my body. Um, really like doing that the first few days like three four days was extremely hard after that it got a bit easier and um i felt like i was like really energetic and like kind of hyper like my body felt like it was full of energy at night it was kind of hard to fall asleep as well um so that lasted for me for six days and then I started eating again in an intermittent fasting fashion. So I was eating one meal a day. That was dinner so that I can have dinner with Penny, my daughter. This intermittent fasting has actually been way easier for me to handle than the prolonged fasting because um, lasting the one day until dinner, it's pretty easy. I don't know if it's easy because I did that prolonged fast to start off the new year um, but like getting to dinner time and eating that uh, big meal at dinner seems pretty easy um, one thing that I have really kind of noticed is that if I do start getting hungry maybe around lunchtime that my body seems to really kind of be distracted and not as motivated I can't focus on doing things as much so um, that is something that I'm going to start changing based off of some more of the research that I've started doing and that I've been finding out about recently um, one of the books that I am reading or that I finished reading recently is the longevity diet and there is a lot of really good information there um, it feels like the author is, I mean, he's a doctor, so that is good. So he's very knowledgeable, but he also seems very, very biased in the type of information and how he's giving it out. Um, and um, I don't want to go too deep into that, but you can see where his biases are and while you're reading the book. So that's something I'm kind of cautious about and I've been trying to read from different perspectives and things like that. So kind of finding a balance that is going to work for me. The book's focus is really on centenarians or basically people that are living to be over a hundred years of age. And I mean, that would be amazing. I think all of us can agree that we want to live to be over 100 years old, um, I think that would be really awesome to be able to do that. Um, then also kind of leading out of the intermittent fasting kind of phase that I went through 
where I was um, only eating, or I have been, I still haven't changed, but I've been eating uh, one meal a day, what I found is that my um, I've been able to limit the number of calories that I eat a day and still feel really full when I do eat. So um, like a meal of dinner before, I would eat way more than I actually am now, which I find really interesting because when I get to that phase before, like I just keep on eating, now I'm a little bit more... Um, kind of pay attention to when am I starting to feel full and stop so that I'm not overfeeding myself. I can tell now where I didn't really realize it before that I was actually binging and overeating um, rather than stopping when I was had that full satiated feel in my stomach. And I think that is a huge milestone for me with my nutrition and my eating habits is really realizing when am I full and that it is okay to get full and like being able to have smaller portions and things like that. Something that I found interesting with the longevity diet book and a lot of reading that I've done since then to kind of verify and find out more information about longevity and see what was working and what was kind of just his biases and things like that was um, that restricting calories actually prolongs a person's life. Um, when you restrict calories, your overall body actually uh, metabolism slows. Um, so they found that if you restrict the number of calories, the lower you go, the longer a um, a animal, creature, human will live. So um, a lot of places where they have um, really long lifespans, it is you look at the people's diets in that area and their portions are much smaller, their... Um, overall calories are much lower than they are in a traditional western diet. Something that I have also found myself doing now that was kind of like um, part, part uh, on purpose once I realized that I was doing it but then when I started off it was just because it was kind of the more convenient thing to do was having a smaller plate where I'm putting my dinner and my food and that made me kind of eat the portions that I have there on the small plate and then pause and really think, am I really hungry? Do I want a, to eat more than this? And um, more often than not, the answer was really no. So why keep on feeding and binging after that point, right? So um, restricting the calories like that with a smaller dish, a smaller plate for my meal was actually a kind of pretty interesting um, result that happened just kind of by experimenting and doing all of this work trying to figure out what works best for me within my diet. Now um, getting into like the um, diet and the food um, that I am eating, uh, I haven't really kind of until this point been restricting anything in particular that I'm eating other than trying to not eat 
out. So I've been eating at home and making everything fresh at home, which is amazing because the food is so good. I love eating fresh cooked food and everything that I have been making is fresh and for the most part not frozen. Um, I think as I go forward I'm going to be doing less and less frozen food, which means I'm going to be going to the grocery a little grocery store or the public market a little bit more often but the quality of the food I think it's going to be much better because it's going to be much fresher and um, I think that's one of the benefits that I like just from enjoying food is being able to have that higher quality tasting food uh, by actually cooking the meals uh, myself and another thing that I have noticed is because I have been eating one meal a day it's actually been a lot easier to cook the meals because if I was um, doing like three or four or even five meals in a day like I have in the past it was a lot harder to maintain the ability to actually cook and make all of these healthy healthy meals because there was so much more to do but limiting down to one meal has been um, much easier to be able to maintain that quality and the ability to cook my own meals that way because I am a solo parent. I raise a five-year-old on my own. I do work full-time and plus I'm doing all of the active dad lifestyle stuff uh, for social media which I completely enjoy and when you add all those things on top of each other it takes away so much time and then if you wanted to cook each one of those meals yourself so much more time and then being able to clean and everything all together it just was not very manageable. Moving forward what I want to try to do is um, bring back an earlier meal. Um, I haven't really been hungry when I wake up in the morning but closer to like 10, 11 o'clock or so I've been getting uh, starting to get hungry so I want to add a second meal there like a um, breakfast or a small snack or something like that um, and bring in that meal and that's something like personally that I really miss because I really enjoy having breakfast it was kind of like a kind of cool routine that I enjoyed um, and I'm particularly fond of breakfast foods, although I'm going to be adjusting the types of foods that I am going to be eating. And um, in the longevity diet, they really recommend a pescatarian uh, diet, which is basically like really um, vegetarian or vegan type diet with occasional fish, maybe once or twice, maybe three times a week. I do want to include more fish because I haven't had much of any fish at all in my diet, but I think that with the meals, um, I'm going to really focus first without having to go to that extreme is like I have been doing, making everything at home uh, with fresh ingredients and um, work from there. Um, there's things that I've been adding to my diet, like legumes, which are lentils and beans and things like that, that are 
actually really interesting and tasty and also been um, experimenting with um, Japanese cuisine and like different types of foods because I actually really do enjoy making food um, along with eating it so being able to put a little bit more of that time and effort has really kind of enhanced the whole mealtime and nutrition aspect of it and it makes me care more about what is going inside of me so um rather than popping something into the microwave like taking that care and time to make something that is very tasty and beautiful and yummy like if you guys look at my instagram you can see some of the food that i've been making and i try to not just kind of make the meal itself but i like to make it a little bit presentable as well um a lot of like chefs and cooks and things like that when they talk about eating they say that it starts with the eyes so um, part of me wanting to enjoy and experience the food is kind of adding that extra element of um, care into the food and I think it's bringing my self-perception of how important the food is a bit higher so making sure that what I do eat is much higher quality because I'm spending the time and effort on to the um, on that nutrition, on that food. So uh, it makes, like now when I think, oh, let's go get a burger, I really don't think that because I'm like, the quality isn't there, the time wasn't spent there. And I think that if I'm able to um, spend a little bit of time and do that myself, it's so much more worth it in all sorts of ways. My health is going to improve. My mental state is going to improve because I'm enjoying doing this through this experience. Um, and hopefully a lot of other things, hopefully my weight will start going down and things like that. Something that I've been finding through a lot of my research is that all these more fresh, non-frozen foods retain more of their nutrition overall. Um, there's some vegetables that are actually better to freeze and then um, when you freeze them, they'll, uh, or you, you defrost them, they'll actually be a bit better for you. Um, and some things like that. So, um, being able to have a good stash of that, I want to be able to have that. And I, we, here in Rochester, New York, we have an amazing public farmer's market that happens. They open, like, I think, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. I typically just go there on the Saturdays because that's kind of the big day where everybody's there. All the um, different uh, farmers from the area actually show up. Um, I think I'm going to try to go there more often so that way I'll buy less each time, but I'll have a um, more fresher food as I go along and eat throughout the week. Um, something that they have there because we're right next to Lake Ontario, which is one of the Great Lakes, they have a lot of fresh seafood that's brought in. So um, I guess that technically wouldn't be seafood, but <laughs> fish, um, because Lake Ontario is not, um, it's a lake, it's not in the ocean or the sea. So, um, but they have fish there and I'm going to try to start purchasing some fresh fish that have been recently caught and brought on to the location there at the public's mar public market. And I think that's going to be able to 
help with the freshness and also like I'm interested in the types of new meals that I can make with that fresh food. They also have um, fresh butchers there with um, grass-fed and um, organic uh, meat and also um, not officially organic but using organic practices to create uh, the meat because um, to get the classification of organic you have to go fill out a lot of paperwork and a lot of inspections and I don't know the whole process really but I know that it's really expensive to get it and a lot of the local farmers can't actually do that even though they use those practices but being able to get to know and meet the farmers um, I'm hoping to be able to find out where what the quality meat is there at the farmers market and um, be able to benefit from that as well. So I mentioned the pescatarian diet, which is mostly vegetarian or vegan diet with a little bit of fish included, um, which is really similar to a lot of other diets that are um, in areas with people with high longevity and really good health. The kind of general overarching name that they've been giving all these healthy places with the healthy diets are the um, Mediterranean diet. So it is um, heavy in fresh vegetables and fruits and olive oil and uh, very limited meats and proteins. Um, but that's not 100% uh, the case everywhere. Um, like a lot of places they limit their uh, meat consumption but one of the places that I found that has a really high population of um, of people with long uh, lifespans is Hong Kong and in Hong Kong they do have a very kind of natural non-processed food for the most part type diet but they also eat a lot of meats also um, and if you go to Japan, they do eat a lot of eggs as well with their me meals, which um, traditionally they're saying that pescatarian um, or Mediterranean eliminates pretty much all uh, animal products of any sort. But eggs in Japan are really prominent. Seafood is very prominent. Um, and in Hong Kong, they have uh, pork and a whole bunch of different types of food there as well. So, um, like I said a little bit earlier, my focus from here forward is going to really be on getting as close to the source to the food. So, um, not going to be going to the store and getting like a nutrition bar or something like that because that's been very processed um, and a lot of foods that you would think are very healthy because they advertise um, one thing or another is um, you have to be very careful with because um, with all of my research on reading about diet one of the biggest culprits of um, obesity and health issues is sugars and um, in particular like processed sugars or refined sugars uh, because you can hide a lot of it in a very small amount of space and uh, 
big things that really cause issues with high sugars are sugary beverages like um, sodas, um, energy drinks, and things like that. But um, a lot of prepackaged foods also come with a lot of sugars included and other preservatives and things like that, which um, I feel that can really harm the progress that I'm going to be doing. So um, my focus is going to be like a lot of fruits and vegetables and having fresh meat from the butchers, but not um, processed meats like hot dogs or um, bologna or spam or anything like that, but really focusing on um, fish, chicken, um, any type of poultry, and even pork and beef, but just having it be the, um, not like processed ham, for example, but like actually be fresh cut from the butcher type of meats that I'm going to be eating. And I might adjust it um, heading out forward after that, but um, that's kind of where I'm heading out right now. And um, I do want to include a lot more proportioned out um, vegetables and other things like nuts and legumes in there and have smaller portions of the meat rather than have the meat be the uh, main part of the dish, like have it be a part of the dish as a whole. That's the goal at least. Um, and being able to spend time and really cooking the meals I think is going to kind of let me be very cautious of that because I could go to a restaurant and um, their portion sizes are going to be much bigger than um, I might expect like and the portion of the meat will be like the main part of the dish where it's not a part of the whole meal as a whole. I think that will be kind of an interesting balance to find is seeing how I can incorporate other things into my meals to be able to make them um, kind of like balanced and not have one thing necessarily dominate anything else, but just have um, everything be kind of fresh and uh, kind of fresh, balanced, and very nutrient-rich. So um, a lot of foods that might be um, processed are very energy-high, so they have a lot of calories, but um, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're nutrient-rich. And a lot of the foods that I'm gravitating towards now are going to be more nutrient-rich rather than calorie-rich. And I think with having a lower calorie input but higher nutrition, it's going to be making me feel more satiated and full, but also make me feel healthier and more energetic overall. Um, so that's the goal. Um, also, with the um, idea of eating healthy meals like this that I'm making at home, my hopes are that overall my budget for food is going to be less uh, because I am going to be spending more on groceries with higher quality foods 
but at the same time I'm going to be eating out less and because I'm eating out less it will actually um, bring my overall budget way down because eating out is really expensive it's very convenient and time con um, saving but I think with um, eating less meals in the day and um, focusing on spending that time and making it an experience with the cooking that is going to be with higher quality foods and more care put into it it's going to balance out in favor of saving money which I think everybody wants right <laughs> um, another thing ex with the experience of eating that I am working with is not just the experience of cooking the meal but one of the things that I've read about that a lot of these other countries do that we don't do here in the United States as much is have the um, time of the meal be a time that is kind of dedicated as an experience itself. A lot of the times, like me and a lot of people that I know, will um, set up the food and will mindlessly eat as we watch TV or something like that. And um, that is... Um, not what a lot of these other places do and um, something that I've been shifting towards is actually making it dedicated uh, mealtime where it's like with my family, in my case Penny, and we're going to be spending the time eating and socializing. Um, I turn off my phone, turn off the TV, turn off everything, and I talk to her about Hey, how's school going? What do you want to do? Are you having fun? What songs do you like now? That kind of stuff. Um, I mean, she's five years old, so a lot of the things are very um, basic, but I found that she really likes that extra attention and time that I'm spending with her and making it an experience. Um, something that ends up happening when we do that and make the meal and experience overall is that we have a tendency to eat a little bit slower um, and it gives us time to realize that our body is full before we start binging. A lot of times if you're in front of the TV and you're just shoveling food into your mouth as you're uh, consuming something on the television, you're not really paying attention to the meal, you're not paying attention to what you're doing or what is happening around you. And before you know it, you're like, oh my god, my stomach hurts, I'm so full. And that's something that I want to start avoiding because I, like with everything that I've done in this year so far with regard to diet, I've realized how much I've been eating over what I actually need to eat. And that's not necessarily healthy. So being able to um, spend time with my daughter, I think, is going to be a better use of my time um, than sitting in front of the TV with my daughter and eating, um, being able to get to know her. So that's also going to bring an extra level of um, stress reduction and also um, kind of that where I was talking about mental health and being able to have that extra layer of community with my family, my daughter, and being able to use that as a way to um, encourage and leverage health. Uh, another thing that I think is really interesting that um, now that I've started doing all of this that 
my daughter has become more interested in what I'm doing in the kitchen because it's not just like a quick one-two push a few buttons on the microwave and done type of food that I'm actually spending time creating and um, making food there that she's very interested in what I'm doing in the kitchen and that she's actually started to help making me making food uh, in the kitchen with me she's more interested in what we're doing so uh, for example yesterday we made um, mashed potatoes and um, she took charge of that um, basically I told her what she needed to do and I watched over her shoulder as she did it all uh, with a little bit of help from me of course but um, for the most part that was completely created by her and then the beef that we had um, she completely seasoned herself I threw it on the grill she didn't want to do the grill at the time but um, I think over time, the more we do this, the more interested she's going to be in what we're doing in the kitchen and the more she's going to care about having that quality food that we are eating. And I've also found that with having her in the kitchen helping me, she's been more willing to experiment with what she's eating and more willing to eat healthier foods because she's actually put the time into making the food with me as well and she finds a little bit of like pride head like hey I made this this is tastes good and rather than looking at something and being like that looks weird why is that in there I don't want to touch it or look at it or eat it so that is another interesting and awesome little benefit of having Penelope in the kitchen and spending more time cooking is that we got this extra like hobby or activity that we're both working together on doing and making this amazing food and she's also willing and able to eat much healthier because she sees the amount of time and effort that when she put into it and that I help her put into it um, and that it actually does taste good that it doesn't it isn't just this kind of crazy creepy thing that she doesn't know what it is um, so more and more um, we are also watching like food videos and how to make food and things like that and she's super interested in that so I am excited to have her kind of experimenting a little bit more with me because now that we're watching all these food videos she is telling me oh can we make this can we get this at the store so that way we can make that so um, that is very exciting for me because she is willing and able to experiment a lot more with her food because she has a more control over what she's doing and what she is eating so um, that ends up being pretty amazing. Okay, so that's been my uh, nutrition and my food uh, information that I've gained through the new year and what I'm planning to do moving forward. I hope you guys have found this interesting and helpful. Also, if you guys are interested in kind of uh, becoming part of the community and interacting, socializing, and talking about all this type of stuff and much more. I have a Facebook group that I have created in conjunction with Jay Lipman. It's called The Best Life Squad. And I will add a link in the show notes on um, Active Dead Lifestyle. Go to the podcast and it is called 
Um, I love food. <laughs> right. I haven't actually come up with the title, but I think that's what's going to be uh, something along those lines on ActiveDeadLifestyle.com under podcast. All right. I will talk to you guys in the next episode and have a great day. Bye.